Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. And if it does add value, it would mean the world to us. If you would share with a friend or if you're on Apple to rate and review our show, it makes a big difference. I've talked about this before, but one of my favorite things is to ask teenagers what their dreams are. To ask them, what do they think they might want to do? What are their aspirations? I love this. As a youth group leader, it's one of my favorite conversations. And I think I love it because at this age, at 15, 16, 17, the dreams are still there. And a lot of times, people haven't tried to crush those dreams yet. Those dreams are just natural, and they're very vivid for these kids. And so... I've seen this one scenario play out over and over and over again. And I'll ask them, I'll say, what is your dream? What, what do you want to do? And, and for whatever reason, there's a lot of kids that want to be teachers. And I don't know why, but it's pretty common. And so every time a young person will say, I want to be a teacher. I want to teach grade school, or I want to teach middle school science, or I want to, you fill in the blank here. There's something that happens. There's an adult in the room that says, don't be a teacher. Teachers don't make anything. Don't be a teacher. You'll be poor always. And you can see their eyes. You look at the kid's eyes and it drains their energy from them. You can watch it. It's, it's visceral to watch it, to have a kid say, this is my dream, and to have an adult take a big crap on that dream and make it about money. And they'll say, you're never going to make money being a teacher. It breaks my heart when that happens. First, I would say it shouldn't be about the money. We make everything about money in our culture. Even people that mean well, they make it about the money. And so I just want to name, first and foremost, we're going to talk about money, but I want to name, it shouldn't be about money. If your heart is to be a teacher and that's your call and you feel so passionate about that, don't not do it because of money. But I think it's also fair to name, you know, I think it's like this with a lot of jobs, but I see it especially with teachers. This is one of those jobs you don't do unless you have a heart for it. It's hard. It's challenging. It's a grind. And so if you don't have the heart to be a teacher, we probably shouldn't be a teacher. But those that have a heart to teach should teach. And it can be one of the most fulfilling things you ever do when we're living out that call in our life that we know we're supposed to do. And second of all, can we just give teachers a break? I think teachers have just gotten, you know, drugged through the mud in this season of life. And, and we beat them up and there's this narrative out there that, well, teachers don't want to work. And that's why, you know, all this, all this crazy going on with schools and masks and vaccines and everything. And teachers just get a bad rap. And we look at teachers and say, oh, cry me a river, you get breaks, cry me a river, you know, you have summers off with your kids. And, and I think we need to give teachers a break because these are heroes. Teachers are heroes. Maybe not all of them, but there's a lot of good teachers out there that are loving on our kids so well. And as a parent, I, I so much want a good teacher in my kid's life to walk alongside of them through a big chunk of their days. And it's hard. It's a grind. 
They have to deal with kids all day. And I don't know about you, but as a parent, it's hard enough to deal with my own kids sometimes. And so never mind your own kids, but to deal with everyone else's kids. Then you have to deal with the administration. Then you have to deal with us parents. There's a lot to deal with. There's a lot of components to that. And so I think we need to give teachers a break. I think teachers are trying. I think we're all trying. Teachers just, for whatever reason, have a, have a bullseye on their back. Um, I don't think a lot of us have the bullseye on our backs in our day-to-day work that teachers do. And so I hope we can give teachers a little bit of grace here. It's been a hard season. And third, this is where I want to lean today. This is what I want to talk about. This is what I call the teacher myth. The myth in our culture is that teachers are going to be broke. Teachers don't make anything. The truth is teachers have it way better than our culture's narrative would have it. I think teachers have it really well. And I'm not trying to say that to demean teachers. In fact, if you listen, I hope, I hope you hear me out. I hope what you're going to hear is encouraging. I think teachers have a good deal in general. And again, in general, and, and I think culturally we need to quit this narrative of saying that being a teacher sucks, and especially from the financial perspective. I coach a lot of teachers. I've coached a lot of teachers in the past, and I currently coach a lot of teachers. Some of the teachers that I coach are brand new, like literally coming into their first teaching job. Some of them have been there for 8 to 10 years. Some of them have been in there for 30 years. I've coached a lot of teachers. And so I've seen a lot of what the teachers make and and some of the other stuff. And so we're going to talk about that. I want to unpack that a little bit because I think there's a misconception about what it means to be a teacher financially. And so I'm going to break it down into four main components. First, it's the sticker price. It's the thing that we always see, the salary the, the salary of a teacher. And this is where we look at it as a society and say, teachers don't make anything. And I, I think the truth is it varies wildly. It does. It, it varies school district to school district, state to state. But it's not nearly as low as people would have us think. Some are. Some schools are, are lower. They are. And I wish they were higher. But I think by and large, teachers make a very good salary. I think that's true. And and some people are going to write to me and say, Travis, you're wrong. I make blah, blah, blah. I think by and large, teachers make a a decent salary. I'm not saying it's great. They're not making as much as some other professions. But hold along with me here. Um, We're going to get to the pieces two, three, and four. But I think by and large, I think teachers make a fair compensation in general. Number two, and this is the elephant in the room that we as the public always look at and say, teachers, quit whining. But this is, it's not the teacher's fault. They just take a job and the benefits are the benefits. But I look at teachers and say, man, the time off, that time off matters. They get some really sweet breaks, Thanksgiving, Christmas, spring break, summer's off, also being the same, the same time off that their own kids get. And so to get two months off in the summer as a teacher, that's awesome. And as we look back to this compensation piece, okay, a teacher makes XYZ salary. If you were to annualize that and and account for the fact that teachers get some pretty big breaks and not work two months of the year, if you were to annualize that salary for, for how much time they're on in a year, it actually makes the salary look even better. And so some of my teacher friends, they love the rhythm of the year. Now, the year, the school year is a grind. 
The days can be long and hard, and they can run together. But to have that summer off, and to have those two months, and to be able to enjoy, and maybe do other work, or maybe spend time with family, travel, what a cool benefit. I think it's awesome. And, and I'm not jealous. That's what they signed up for. When you're a teacher and you sign up and you take that job, it's a benefit. You deserve that. It's part of the gig. And so for that, I say, teachers, man, that's awesome. I love that. Number three, this one gets overlooked. The benefits of being a teacher, you know, teachers unions and tied in with the government. There's some pretty cool benefits. And and the one I want to speak to specifically is health insurance. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with with the benefits that teachers get or if teachers are familiar with the benefits that non-teachers get, but I see a lot of people with a lot of benefits. And man, the teachers have some ridiculously good health insurance. And I think that the insurance is so good, it would make people that work for other companies blush if they knew how good the insurance is with some of these teachers. For some, just the health insurance that you get often for free is worth more than $1,000 a month that, that we non-teachers would pay. And so you look at that, if you want to make that part of your compensation, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And so the health insurance that you get as a teacher, again, not everybody, I know there's going to be exceptions here, but from what I've seen, the health insurance that teachers get, it's so good. Great benefit. And then number four, I think this one is probably the most overlooked one because, you know, we're an instant gratification culture. What we get right now is what matters off into the future. It doesn't matter. All we can see is how much we get paid now and that's it. But I think the pensions that teachers get and it's grossly overlooked. And I think there's a couple reasons why, mainly because I, I just don't think pensions are as common today as they were, say, 10 years ago. There's not a lot of people that have pensions today. Um, as, a private, as a private sector employee, most people don't have pensions anymore. I had a pension and then it got taken away from me. Um, and I think that's, that's the experience a lot of people are having. But teachers have some pretty cool pensions. And I think the other reason why they get overlooked is because people don't truly understand them. And so I'm not going to go deep, deep, but, you know, in summary, a pension is something that your employer has for you over here off to the side, and every year you build credits along the way. And someday, when you retire, when you hit a certain threshold, you'll get paid a salary in retirement for the rest of your life. And some of these are really, really generous plans. And some of these teachers are going to make a good living in retirement. And so while the compensation as a teacher salary-wise may not be as high as some other professions, on the backside of that, it can be really, really appealing. And there's another little little secret, it's not a secret, but it's a little bit underneath the surface that people don't understand is a lot of the pensions today, there's the pension where if you work until a certain age, you get paid every month for the rest of your life. But the other little component that a lot of these plans have now is a cash balance. And so every year as you work, your cash balance increases. And so you don't have to work as a teacher for the rest of your career and retire at 60 or 65 in order to have a benefit. No, no, no. There's a cash balance that's accruing for a lot of you teachers. And almost every single time I meet with a a new client that's a teacher, they don't know about this. And I always ask them, "Bring bring your most recent pension statement to the meeting 
And a lot of them don't even know what that is. And so I'll explain, well, here's where you might find it. And it can be tricky to find. But once you find it, you know where it's at. And I'll, I'll go through it and I'll look at it. And sure enough, there's that cash balance. And I want to use an example. This is just an example. I've had a lot of cl teacher clients, but here's one. 33-year-old um, teacher. She had been teaching for eh, maybe seven years, seven, eight years. And so she's, she's into her career. And what she didn't realize was that she had a $45,000 cash balance. Now, $45,000, you can make the argument, well, that's, that's not a lot, Travis. But here's, what I, here's my message to her. I would say, if you were to leave teaching right now, and I'm not saying you're going to, and she wasn't, you could leave and you could take that 45,000 and, and you could have two options. One, you just leave it there and down the road, it would translate into a certain income someday. The other option, you could take the $45,000, you could roll it into an IRA after you stop teaching. You could roll it into an IRA, invest it well, and then down the road at, say, age 65, her $45,000 would be worth around maybe $700,000. So you tell me that teachers aren't doing very well. You have a 33-year-old. If she were to leave teaching for whatever reason, maybe she wanted to stay at home, maybe she wanted to shift into the business world, maybe she wanted to start her own nonprofit, whatever, that money she could have taken, rolled it over, invested it well, forgot about it, came back at 65, it would have been worth maybe $700,000. That's not insignificant. Now, think that th same thing through for, for a teacher that's 40, 45, 50 years old. These are some really attractive plans. And so those are the four things. Like those four things matter. You know, the salary, you know, varies. But that time off, it's so meaningful. Health insurance can be really attractive. And those pension plans are, wow, just extraordinary at times. There's a lot going on there. And that's a lot of good stuff. And every time I meet with a young teacher and she'll say to me, typically a she, it's, I don't mean to stereotype, but it's, it's mainly women that I've, I've, I've come across in my coaching teacher-wise. And they'll say, I know I'm not going to make a lot of money, but I love what I do. And we have this conversation. At the end of this conversation, they're like, holy cow, this is way better than I thought. Because it is. Society has a narrative around teachers, and I think it's toxic. We need to stop turning people off to becoming teachers. We need amazing teachers in our schools. We need amazing teachers in our schools more now than ever before. And I just, I hate the idea that some future amazing teacher is 15, 16, 17 years old, and some adult is going to tell them, don't be a teacher, you'll be broke. Don't be a teacher, you'll never make anything. I think that's unfair. It's unfair to that teacher to rob her or him of his, his or her dream. And it's unfair for us parents to be robbed of the opportunity to have an amazing teacher walk alongside of our children. Because financially, teachers are going to be better off than our society gives them credit for. And if you're a teacher and you feel the stress, just know it's okay. Like, we can do this. We can do this. Intentionality matters. I, I work with clients that make 600000 a year that struggle with money. And so it's not the fact that we're teachers or it's not the fact that we're XYZ career that we're struggling. It might be the intentionality. It might be needing to have a little bit more discipline 
or a better plan in place on how do we handle the money that we've been blessed with. And so if you're a teacher, thank you. Thank you so much for choosing to serve our culture in this way. I'm so grateful. As a parent, I'm grateful. And if you're a teacher, I hope that this makes you feel empowered. I hope you're encouraged by this. And there's a big financial opportunity in front of many of you teachers. And you might not have known it, but there is. It's right there. And so we just need to be aware of it. And don't disregard this job or the value of this job because society demeans it financially. You got this. There's so much awesomeness here. And I'm proud of you. I'm excited for you. And I'm grateful for you. So I hope this helps. If you'd like to connect with us, outside of the podcast. We would love to hear from you. Do you have questions? Do you have criticism? Do you have feedback? Do you have ideas? Ooh, ideas. We love ideas. We need more ideas uh, because this is a show for you and about you. So if you have ideas, send them in to us. You can find us on Instagram, Meaning Over Money. You can find me, Travis Shelton, on Instagram. You can find our YouTube channel. And then, of course, you have Meaning Over Money, which is our financial course for young adults where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning and not for the money. And that's at Meaning Over money. And as a podcast listener, if you want to buy a course, don't pay full price. We have 25% off for you if you use the promo code podcast25, podcast25. We want to give that to you as our gift to say thank you for listening. And so for some of you, that might be a good next step. And if not, if you just want to keep listening to this podcast, we're so grateful to have you here and we hope it continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys. 